Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Transfix Take Podcast, where we are performance-driven. It's the week of April 26th, and we are bringing you news, insights, and trends for shippers and carriers from our market expert, Justin Mays. Mays, always great to be with you. How's it going? Hey, Jenny, great to be with you as well again as we bring in the final week of April and get a pulse of what's happening in the freight markets. So, Maze, I shared this sentiment with our portfolio manager, Paul Pozemski, on a recent episode of the Transfixed Take podcast for the state of freight. And I think the word of the month was likely stagnant. Is that right? That's right, Jenny. Last week, we called out that freight markets most likely wouldn't see too much of a change. And when looking at it holistically at a national view, we really didn't see much of a change at all in most markets and the national rate itself remained flat week over week. That's right, and if we do a retro of the month, there were a couple of standout regions, which I know that you're gonna talk about shortly, that really helped move along produce season. And we're gonna double click into some important call outs, such as the continued uptick in outbound tender volume in Southern California. Now again, looking nationally, there hasn't been much change. We're still right below 3% in tender rejections, but still higher than what we have seen at bottomed out in the last 60 days. And what about with fuel maze? Have you seen any changes over the last week? We saw that slight uptick that we were calling out for a couple weeks, but overall we're seeing relatively flat fuel rates as well. Got it, so not a whole lot of volatility nationally, but why don't we know where some of those changes are so that carriers can continue to look for advantages in the market. You know what it's time for. It's the regional breakdown maze. Where are we kicking it off? Let's kick it off in the Northeast, Jenny. We continue to see rates decline out of the Northeast. Outside of the Midwest, the Northeast continues to have the most ground to see declining rates. And when we look deeper into the Northeast, we see that the largest outbound tender volume markets like Harrisburg, Allentown, and Elizabeth, New Jersey are seeing declines in spot rates greater than those more remote markets up in New England. Now, I would say shippers be hesitant on outbound Pittsburgh this market continues to actually see slight increases in outbound rates. And we'll continue to keep a close eye on that. Now, why don't we move on over to the Midwest? Like I've called out over the last several weeks, the Midwest is the one region outside of the Northeast that has a lot of room to see continued declining rates in the coming weeks. Now, Jenny, this is important because the winter weather definitely helped carriers maintain higher rates than the other regions around the Midwest. But we are starting to see this fall and we're gonna continue to see this fall. And to be honest, Jenny, it doesn't matter what market or length of haul you're looking at, rates declining just about everywhere. Now, double clicking into the larger markets by volume in Chicago, Detroit, St. Louis, Columbus, Cincinnati and Cleveland, all these markets are seeing noticeable declines. It's only when you go out to more rural parts of Michigan or Minnesota that you're seeing rates somewhat hold, but again, these are smaller markets with very little volume. Overall, the Midwest will continue to trend down in the coming weeks. Interesting that the East Coast and the Midwest are gonna be uh, big indicators for any potential market shifts, but that said, why don't we look into the coastal region? We are gonna expect in the next two to three weeks, these rates to either remain stagnant or slightly see or start to see slight increases in cost. Now, this is going to be particularly for the North Carolina and South Carolina markets, but we still witnessed a slim decrease over the past seven days from last Monday to today. But again, do not get your hopes up that these decreases will continue. 
because if I was a better man, I would most likely put my money on the fact that these rates start to see a flattening, if not slight inclines in some markets, depending on where the destination is, while other destinations see slight declines. But overall, I believe what we're going to start seeing flattening in rates out of the coastal region. And that'll be quite a change considering that over the last couple of weeks, we watched some tightness, some looseness happen along the coastal region, but we'll monitor that, of course. Let's move on down to the southeast region. Now, this is a market that is starting to heat up. Uh-huh. I've been waiting for the Florida update. Let's hear it, Maze. We can assume it's produce season, although I'm still not sold that this is necessary pressure put on by produce season. But this is the second week in a row we are calling out Florida for heating up. And it's not a percent or two. We're seeing markets such as Miami and Jacksonville see over a percent to almost 2% increases. Especially the local runs, we're seeing almost upwards of 4% increases out of these markets. Now, Jenny, it's not only the Florida market. Georgia, especially Atlanta, is also seeing pressure with over a percent increase week over week. Now, this is something to keep an eye on as if this continues, we may actually start seeing a strengthening in what we anticipated produce season to be. But I am going to say it again, I, I'm not too sold on it just yet. And there we have it, all eyes on Georgia and Florida. Now, why don't we head on over to the southern region, Mays? We're continuing to see easing. This is the second week in a row after a few weeks of tightening. And to no surprise, most of the major markets, such as Fort Worth, Dallas, and Houston, are seeing the greatest easing. Now, I will call out the border markets, such as Laredo and El Paso. They're not seeing as much easing, but still seeing more easing than most would suspect if this was produce pressure as we were feeling nationally. Now, Jenny, I saved the West Coast for last. So now we are 95 episodes in, and I have to say this is by far my favorite maze euphemism. What is going on on that coast? From last Monday to this Monday, we actually saw rates in aggregate out of the West Coast rise. Now, this is a big shock to a lot because for months now, we have been talking about the declining of rates out of the West Coast. But I will point it to two specific lengths of haul. City and local runs are seeing almost a 2% increase in aggregate out of the West Coast and cross-country runs are starting to see a very slim increase in aggregate. Now, diving a little bit deeper into it, something I called out earlier was the volume in Southern California, the Ontario market to be specific. We are continuing to see an increase in volume. Even though it's not having much of an impact on tender rejections, volume out of the Ontario market is at the highest levels it has been at all year and it has now been gaining some momentum for the last three weeks. Definitely good news for the West Coast, but any other call outs, Maze? Well, Jenny, outside of Ontario, we're also seeing pressure throughout the state of Arizona. This is the Phoenix market and even the more Southern markets such as San Diego and California. This again could point towards produce, but I think it is too early to call that just yet. Overall, I actually think that we're gonna see this trend continue on the West Coast. Lanes to be on the lookout for are going to be from Southern California up to the Pacific Northwest. The Pacific Northwest continues to only get looser with less volume. 
So it's going to be hard to send drivers and carriers up to the Pacific Northwest from Southern California. Now, Maze, I know you're saying it's too early to tell, but my gut instinct is telling me that, and I know yours is too, that this freight volume that we're seeing an upwards trajectory in on the West Coast is probably directly related to produce season uh, freight being hauled. We'll check back in the next week to make sure, but I know you had one more call out in the Colorado region that we just spoke about. Why don't you talk to us about that, Maze? Well, lastly, Jenny, for the West Coast, I will say that when you're checking out Denver, Denver has been a tricky market to judge on how it's been turning because of the weather. But over the past week, we've actually seen rates decrease by over 2% leaving the Denver market. And with hopefully, cross our fingers, weather really clearing up and leaving us for the season, we shall continue to see outbound Denver rates continue to decline. Okay, but Maze, that leaves us with an important question here. Why is it that we're seeing outbound tender volumes increase even though those imports are continuing to decline? That's a great question, Jenny. Let's check out imports. There is no great sign in sight just yet. Import volumes continue to be very weak and well below pandemic levels. Demand has seen a slight increase similar to what we saw in the beginning of March, but this will likely decline back downward in the coming weeks. It's important to really put into perspective that import volumes have fallen over 16% since this time last April for the Southern California ports. Now, before we head out, Maze, why don't you give us a brief rundown on what's going on on intermodal volumes and how that directly relates to the uptick in volume that we're seeing on the inland freight side. We've seen that large publicly traded companies and a lot of headlines about intermodal being on a decline, just like you know the truckload market and the maritime market has been. Now, this could be directly linked, obviously, to imports. Imports are down, so the amount of volume that needs to be moved through intermodal is also declining. But additionally, we could start seeing more freight that a shipper may traditionally put on intermodal over the road instead, since over the road rates are continuing to decline. So you are not saving so much money now picking a train over a truck. Boy, how things have changed. Well, Maze, I know next week we're going to talk about how the potential impact of DOT's Blitz Week, that is May 16th through May 18th, may potentially impact rates for carriers or potentially, uh, you know, rejections. We'll see. Until then, we will see you next week with an all-new episode of the Transfix Take podcast. Drive safely. All views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of Transfix Inc. or any parent companies or affiliates or the companies with which the participants are affiliated and may have been previously disseminated by them. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are based upon information considered reliable, but neither Transfix Inc. nor its affiliates nor the companies with which the participants are affiliated warrant its completeness or accuracy and it should not be relied upon as such. All views and opinions are subject to change.